This episode was recorded on the traditional land of the Anishinaabeg people. We acknowledge the enduring presence of First Nation, Métis, and Inuit people on this land, and we are committed to moving forward in the spirit of reconciliation and respect. Just a heads up before we get into the episode. At one point, Sue mentions that a cast member, Phil, works at Soldiers. Soldiers that she's referring to here is Soldiers Memorial Hospital in Aurelia. If you don't live in North Simcoe, you might not know that, and it is sort of vital to the context of the conversation. So with that, let's get underway. Hello, and welcome to Stage Whispers, the podcast about theatre, both amateur and professional, in central Ontario. I'm Nancy Chapel smokler I'm Trudy Romanek. And I'm Kevin Scarf. And together, we'll help you stay on top of what's happening, both on and off stage in our region. With current interviews and featured topics, as well as details about upcoming performances, auditions, and more. All right. Well, welcome everybody to Stage Whispers, the local theater podcast. Uh, I'm one, you're one of your regular hosts, Kevin Scarf, and I am here with a panel of beautiful ladies who represent three community theaters in our area. And we're just going to take the temperature of what's going on in the community theater world right now, how we got through uh, the last couple of years and what's going on. So with me are from the Heronia Players, Sue Cook. Hi, Kevin. And from Mariposa Arts Theatre, Stacey Schatt. Hello. And from the Kempenfeld Community Players, Andre Day. Hi, Kevin. Hello. Welcome. Thank you for uh, joining me for this chat. I think it should be uh, I think it should be fun. And I think uh, I think people are going to really uh, learn a lot about what's been going on lately. Right. So why don't we start? Uh, let's just do some a round of introductions. And Sue, uh, what's your position with um, Hironia Players, and uh, and how long have you been involved, and and what's uh, what's what's going on over there? Okay. Well, uh, I mean, you know, you know, keep it simple. Under yeah. under twenty minutes. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the time limit. I'm uh, I'm Sue Cook. I'm uh, currently the president of Hironia Players. That's been a recent development, just in the last month. Um, and I've been with the group since 1990, so I have done almost every position in mm-hmm. the, in the onstage backstage group. Not, uh, I don't think I've done props, but I've done pretty well everything else. Um, and I really love theater and the group in regardless of the position. So, um, yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell. Excellent. And Stacey, how about you? What's your affiliation with Mariposa? So I'm currently vice president of the board of directors for Mariposa Arts, and I'm trying to think how long I've been on the board. It's either, I think it's four or five years. Um, And much like Sue, I've acted, directed some ASMs, different um, volunteer coordination, special events, things like that. Uh, Just love the community. Excellent. And Andre, how about you? Me, I'm the executive producer on the board of KCP. Uh, I've been with uh, KCP for, since 2007. I have produced numerous, numerous shows and um, I've been on the board for probably now about six years. Excellent. Excellent. So one of the things I wanted to talk about is I wanted to start with what was going on at the beginning of the pandemic. What were your groups doing? What was happening? Uh and what was it like the day that we were told that things were shutting down? Um, I'm, let's start with Sue. I happen to have been there that day. So, Sue, what's the story about how things uh, uh, came came crashing down on that fateful day in the right. spring of 2020? Yes. Um, 
Yes. So I was directing The Old Man and the Old Moon with seven amazing tenors, an extremely complicated set and complex shadow puppetry and numerous visual effects. Um, we were doing extremely well in rehearsals. It was gelling nicely. We were extremely excited about the show. Everybody that's been involved has really acknowledged it has been a, it's a very special show. Um, the musicians were all on board. Yeah. It, I was just so fortunate to be where we were with this show. When I remember, uh, us having a very candid conversation where we all sat down and talked and we didn't know how bad COVID would be at that time, no. but we did know from Philip who, uh, who is in the cast and was working at soldiers that he was called, you know, getting calls and, and people were asking him, why are you there? Like, why are you doing this? And we, you shouldn't be there. <laughs> um, anyway, it came, it, it was apparent very quickly that, we couldn't continue. And that was a really terribly sad day. Mm -hmm. um, I remember, you know, I, we had sung some songs and uh, everybody's kind of left very crestfallen. Um, the stage remained, that set remained on the stage for like months. And mm -hmm. I remember going in one time I had to retrieve something and the ghost light was there and the set was up. And I remember just sitting on the set and I just thought, oh, I've got to leave or I'm going to cry. Mm. You know, it was just that level of, you know, love for that production. So, uh, and, and the work that everybody had put into the production was way above and beyond. I mean, they, they had just done so much to make this production fly. So it was extremely sad. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was hard. I, you know, I, it was very hard. Uh, I, that's kind of where we left it. Yeah. And then when we had to move on, I'm not going to be talking about that, but when we had to move on, it was an acknowledgement of, okay, that set has to come down. And as our wonderful set um, crew, Steve and Maggie Killing and, and Bill and Dean Goldman, all the, all these great people we have working with us, you know, they said it's the world's largest Meccano set. Because it is huge and it is all in storage and it is all labeled and it all, you know, it's just, yeah, very sad. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was in the cast of that show and that was the hardest day I've ever spent at a rehearsal. Yeah. Uh, and when we sang Brennan for the oh. last time, oh yeah. Yeah. There were tears. There were tears. Yeah. seven, seven guys uh, in the cast plus the musicians. Like it's pretty much all male. male it is. It's an all male all cast and an all, all male cast, all female crew. And we were all crying. All of us. Yeah. So everybody yeah. was in tears. Yeah. Well, let's hope, I mean, that things weren't quite as emotional at Mariposa, but what was going on at, uh, when, when things got shut down in Aurelia? Yeah, we were lucky enough to get our, our last play in, which was The Art of Dining, uh, and that was directed by Candy Price. And I feel like it was just a couple weeks after that closed uh, that we got word. And we were at that time rehearsing for uh, Rabbit Hole, and it was cast and well into rehearsals. Uh, we were also uh, casting for our June show, Gin Game. Um, and so both of them were halted. And we had to uh, go to the director of Rabbit Hole and the producer and all the actors and, and say, well, you hold on a little bit. Like, we're going to see if we can push this back, you know. So 
hopeful and naive about how long this is going to ask uh, last. And I feel like the whole next sort of 18 months was this, this negotiation. You know, it was a conversation with Wendy Fairbairn at the Opera House about what dates do you have available? Can we now secure those? Then going back to the directors and the actors and saying, are you still in for these dates? Um, and can we shuffle? And how long can you hold on for? On for? Um, and unfortunately, with, with Rabbit Hole, it never did uh, see see production uh, for various reasons. A couple of the actors moved away. Uh, so we weren't able to honor that commitment, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. Din Game, which was supposed to happen in June of 2020, just happened uh, this year. So we did get that in. So uh, they held on for a long time and uh, we're very grateful for that. Excellent. Now, Andre, what was going on in Barrie with KCP when things went down? I know well, we, the big show had happened, right, at the end of January. Yeah, the big show was done. Mamma Mia had just been uh, done in February and we were actually full full rehearsal of a gentleman guide to love and murder. Uh, our cast was pretty well ready and uh, we, it was a de- devastating for everyone. Like mm-hmm. we, we totally, I mean, everyone was surprised and unhappy and <laughs> anyway, because we totally um, closed the show. We didn't, we didn't, uh, you know, keep on going for that particular show at that point. Um, it's just a few months later, then we kind of started to think of uh, doing different things rather than stage uh, performance. Well, that is a very good segue that was going to lead me into my next question was how, you know, we we were pretty much shut down for almost two years. And how do you keep your members active and happy uh, when you can't be doing what we love to do, which is perform on stages? So what what kinds of things did uh, did your groups do to um, to keep your membership um, uh, engaged with the group? Why don't we start with you, Andre? What was going on in Barry? Okay. Yeah, so what we did is, of course, we all got together. The, the board got together and we started the brain, brainstorming and finding out, you know, what can we do? Uh, how can, you know, where can, what can we do without being in person? So we did some workshops to start with, uh, just small ones, uh, acting, directing. Uh, Candy Price was fantastic uh, running these, uh, these workshops. Um, and then, of course, we brainstormed some more and we uh, went on to um, thinking about uh, doing stream. Uh, so we, we, we streamed and we, um, we actually, um, bought equipment for filming, editing, and, um, you know, doing all this. And we also ended up training uh, some of our younger uh, members to actually do the filming and the editing. And it it was, it was quite a a, a pivot for Mm -hmm. us. Like learning how to do all of this was, was, was a great experience. And um, yeah, it, 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 yeah, and uh, we actually did produce three shows, but we can t- talk about that later if you want. Sure. Sue, what was uh, how did how did HP pivot after we realized that we weren't even going to be starting another season that fall? Right. Yeah. So we knew it was important to keep everybody active and engaged. We did some play readings, so they would d- be done virtually, mm-hmm. but we did uh, read some plays. Um, we also started to look at. Um, what we could do via, you know, virtual means fairly quickly. So we had a show that December, we did a Christmas Carol 
oh, that December, the, that December for our, and we brought, and it was all done like individually and each person would come in only one person at a time. Mm-hmm. It was, it was a, it was a, a feat, but mm-hmm. um, we certainly, we got that one off the ground and then we went into other virtual shows and actually then a, a film show, which is going to be uh, premiering uh, ne- next month. Um, so yeah, so we kept people, we tried to keep people as engaged as we could, um, given the restrictions of the virtual world and, um, the inability to really see people, uh, you know, much if, unless it was outside. Um, but that's, that was part of the issue. And, and even then on one of the shows, our outside, our cast party was outside in the middle of winter, Mm, but it was outside. So it, it ended up being great fun. <laughs> you, you, you know, you, you make lemonade out of lemons. Right? Exactly. <laughs> and how about uh, at Mariposa? What was going on there? Uh, well, we as a board sort of made the decision to stay away from virtual uh, for the, for the first little bit. And we actually, that's, we never really did anything virtual. Uh, we, we decided perhaps naively, to just keep rehearsing. So a couple of things happened. We had a great opportunity come um, from Wendy Fairbairn at the Opera House, who suggested a Christmas show in person um, with couples. So two people that are living under the same roof. And this was just when things were opening up a little bit. So we had two sets of, of married couples. My my husband and I did it and, and uh, another couple. And it was bizarre. Uh, so it was very distanced in the theater, only 50 tickets in a 700 seat theater. It was masked. Um, from our perspective, Doug and I would show up for the show each night and never see anybody. So even crew wise, there was no one there. And then wow. we'd have one five minute and we would walk ourselves up to the stage. Uh, but what a gift that was. Mm. Uh, so that we did that. Uh, the other big thing that was a big loss for us was our film nights. So we have a very popular uh, biweekly film night. Um, and what we did to keep everyone engaged, we did two things. Uh, the film committee sent out curated lists of movies that could be accessed on different streaming platforms uh and sort of links to articles about them and and uh you know things that were award winners in different countries that sort of thing and then we also partnered for one movie um with lakehead and so i guess that might have been our only virtual one is we all got a code to watch a movie tea with dames uh and then we came together and we had a discussion And that was, and trivia, and it was led by the people who are on our film committee. We also partnered with a local baker. uh, So you would get your ticket to the movie. uh, You could do a porch pickup of baking and make yourself some tea and then come join the discussion. Oh, how nice. Um, And then in the background, we were doing virtual rehearsals for for other shows. Mm -hmm. So what, uh, what, what were the first kinds of things that, that we started to do once once things opened up. I guess that Christmas show was was it for you, Stacy? And what yeah, came, the, what what came next? So we decided to do Love Loss and What I Wore, uh, and we had uh, that was all done virtually. So that was the first time I've ever experienced casting done virtually. Mm-hmm. Our director was actually in Chicago. 
and the idea was that he comes home to Aurelia every year. Um, and so we kept rehearsing behind the scenes with the hopes that we could do a May show. Um, and it ended up being a November show, but we kept everyone going and uh, everyone was was really committed. Um, so I say that sort of was our what was happening behind the scenes there. Mm-hmm. And Andre, what uh, what came uh, what came after the workshops for KCP? Well, so we um, we actually uh, did our, our young company show, which um, we auditioned the kids in in June of 2020. Um, and then we, uh, rehearsed right through the summer outside, like, you know, in small groups and two feet apart and the whole, uh, you know, the whole thing we were, what we were allowed to do mask and and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did, we rehearsed this one outside and we filmed it and edit, outside. It was just, it, it was a great, great experience. And the kids, the kids were so great. Like, you know, they, they they took this new new way of doing things and they embraced it. It was it was really really good. So that was the first one we did was the kids and that was uh, we streamed that one in November of 2020. Uh, then we uh, did a second show, which uh, that one was partially rehearsed. Um, just like Stacy was it Stacy who said they did couples and they rehearsed and they. Um, started filming from home so we did we started doing that as well and then we did a little because uh the restrictions were lifted a little bit so we did a little bit of in our studio rehearsal but with the you know the the barriers the ppes and on everything mm. um and that show was in um in february right in february uh we also did the um all together now that was offered from uh by mti um that was the show they give. Uh, they give us. They give anyone. It was global. Anyone for free. Uh, we um, we did that mostly. Rehearsals were done separately as well. So, and that one was in. Uh, in we did that one December. I'm trying to remember now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, things have so many time things. Is, time happened. has had no meaning over the last couple of years. So, no, lost a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and then we streamed all three shows, uh, but all together now we also did a live stream. So, we were, as at that time, we were allowed so many people in, in a theater. So, we did that one live stream. So, we had in person audience and we also had the, the live stream. Yeah, so it, it's, it's, as I said, it's, the experiences we went through for those two years, like with the, you know, uh, doing things so differently than oh, yeah. than you would as if you were rehearsing, rehearsing without any of those barriers or or even being on stage. Like it, it just is so, so different. Yeah, I think we've yeah. all built some new skills over the last few years because of because of everything that's gone down. So I, if, if there is a positive side to the last few years, it, it could be that. So, Sue, when things started to reopen, what was going on over at Hironia? Well, um, as I said, the first year we were closed, we did the Christmas Carol virtual dining, uh, Drivers of Adam and Eve. And then we took a radio play and Ron Payne directed it and made it into a film, Alive in the Grave, uh, the Creaking Door series. Um, so we did those three as opposed to our regular three in person. Mm-hmm. So then when we reopened, uh, we couldn't do the old man, and the old moon, given the restrictions. So I did the couples thing as well. And I had Holly 
Archer and Pete Flood, um, we did the last, I directed the last five years. So we opened and our board, you know, very, I think to their, their, their credit said, we are going to do a COVID friendly season. So they asked any director that was directing to do very small cast shows. Mm. Um, you know, we had a lot of precautions in place and, um, you know, I think that was great that they, they made that decision. We had, um, so we did the last five years, we were at 25% house, but the other thing we've done with the last five years is we actually had it professionally recorded and we've sent it to the publishing house and that will be released actually to uh, be public, you know, professionally streamed. Um, it's going to be available for people. So oh, we've, we've had it actually, the publishing house has had it for, um, for ages and Broadway com or whatever has had it so we're just waiting to hear when it's going to be released but that was filmed and it will be done because 25 percent house there was a lot of people that wanted to see them do it that mm-hmm. couldn't get tickets so then we went on to the second play another like a three character play i ought to be in pictures right so uh, ron was directing that one ron Payne was directing that one and um that was supposed to be on in february but that's when we got we were shut down in february and mm-hmm. things became bad again so the board said, let's move that play rather than change it. Let's just take a beat and uh, take a breath and the la- make that the last play. And let's move the last play to the first slot of this year. So we basically just that cast just held on, kept rehearsing virtually, kept their lines fresh. And then we opened up. And at that point, um, we opened up to 50% house and had all the mandates and all of those things Mm -hmm. in in place but um but we opened up and and that was great to have audience in the theater you know in the theater again yeah so that's what we did to get us through excellent stacy oh i was just going to say i'm just going to add to that that i think it you know you said that there's some new skills that we learned i think i'm also looking at plays differently now so for example when we did love loss and what what i wore that was sort of very similar to vagina monologues in that sort of like five stools you know separated no interaction because we were ready to possibly put everyone in their little plexiglass booth you know not knowing how how that was going to work and masks until they sat down and and that sort of thing. So I think it's just uh, a pivot is, is exactly what we constantly had to do. Yeah. Yeah. And even then when, when, when we reopened, it wasn't without issues. We had one production where the lead came down with COVID and missed the entire uh, tech Q to Q dress, mm. everything and walked on stage on opening night in a mask and just killed it. it was amazing uh and and that was you know such bravery i personally think you know yeah. um yeah so it was it was really something the commitment um during this time has just really shown me what a strong community this is and how important arts are to just our soul you know um and uh i feel like our group is just so strong and happy to be back i'm sure we all feel that mm-hmm. way you know that the, it's really cemented a lot of friendships so what do you think we've learned through coming through this i mean uh we've had shows now that have been streamed and filmed and we've performed in spaces that we're not used to indoors outdoors uh we did that great shakespeare play last summer outside too stacy that you didn't mention because i was involved in that show as well 
That's right. We did do, that's the other thing we pivoted and we decided to do an outdoor show for, for the first time in, I don't know how many years uh, to keep everyone safe with all rehearsals out, outside too. So yeah. I can answer your question quickly because um, we've talked about this as a board and it is for us, it was all about an element of risk-taking, mm-hmm. not a health element, but a risk-taking of just being ready to just trusting that it was going to work out. And we rather would have something shut down than not have anything available when the window opened. So we paid for royalties when we weren't sure what was going to happen. We shuffled royalties over and over again. Um, And I, I'm really proud of us for not just giving up, I guess is what it is. We just really kept jumping through hoop after hoop and I think it paid off. Sue, what about what about over in Midland? Yeah, I think it. I mean, it shows us that we are adaptable, that we can rise to a challenge, that we need each other, that theater is good for our mental health <laughs> as well. It's um, it is a it is a community that you build in the theater, and you know you miss you miss your friends uh, in that community. So. I think it, you know, you put a challenge in front of creative people and they find an answer. And I think that more than anything, this challenge has shown us that, that we are resilient and we are here and we will continue to be here. Mm -hmm. So I am, I'm, again, I'm, I'm very proud of the entire theater community that has work through this, you know, even professionally, the professional groups that have had their challenges. Um, but everybody has worked through this and risen to the challenge that this has presented. Yeah. And I think we will be strong as a result. How about in Barry, uh, Andre with KCP, what, what have you guys learned? Coming well, similar to, to that, the other two ladies, like we, you know, we adapted as quickly as we could. We, uh, we, we embraced change and, uh, so did our membership uh, and our audience. Like um, people did stream, uh, and one example that's really really good is is the um, the young company where we actually sell tickets to schools, and we weren't sure how we were going to do this. So uh, we actually did manage to get them a stream so that we could charge them by per school instead of you know having them come into the theater. They they would go by classrooms. However, they were allowed to do it and we were uh, quite surprised that we actually had as many schools as we did that um you know did buy the tickets to stream the the show and that was for us that was really an important thing because the young company is so um so important Mm -hmm. and to have this young these young this young audience that's still waiting for us to do these shows and that that was just a for for me that was really something really great and um, yeah we we um, we adapted we 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 um, we trained young people we all learned like everyone learned something and yeah it was uh, it was sad I mean because we couldn't be in person mm-hmm. but we still managed to do it and it shows that we are adaptable that we can we can keep going no matter what excellent. So that brings us to the present and it feels like we are back. I know the last show I did, we got shut down in the middle because the 
some of the cast got COVID, but we did it. We we did a show in front of an audience on a stage. And so I think that's going to continue and we're going to keep doing shows in front of audiences on stages. So what is next for all you three? What is next? Let's start with KCP. What's going on there and, and what's happening this season? Okay, well, we just had our auditions for The Young Company. Uh, we are doing Elf Jr. In, uh, at the end of November. Um, so the, the, it is cast. And uh, if everything goes well, they will be rehearsing in September. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. That's good. Uh, and then we... Um, we have another show that we will be doing our February show, our full company show. Uh, auditions have not uh, happened yet, but we uh, we know they will be in September. Uh, we're doing um, We Will Rock You. So, um, yeah, these are two shows that for, for next season. Excellent. Excellent. And I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that you don't have to tell us what it is if you've got a plan, but there will be a third show for your season next year, too. Uh, we're not, we are still talking about that. Perfect. Okay. I <laughs> yeah. understand. I understand. Okay. <laughs> and what's going on in Midland with the Heronia players this year, Sue? Well, we are, um, we're doing three shows. Uh, we're also doing, uh, Heronia players does a number of social events during the year as well. So we are certainly, we're starting, um, you know, the end of this month, um, July 29th, we're having our first social outside. Um, but we're going to, get together and we're going to read part of a play and just get reconnect. So we're, we're going to be doing that. Um, And then we'll have our season call, which is where people, when they want to come and hear about what the season's going to be, the directors speak about their plays. People can decide kind of what, where they're interested in kind of spending their, their theater time. And uh, we're also going to be previewing the alive in the grave movie on that night. So that's going to be exciting. Um, and then we have a season opener party that this is all like within the next like eight weeks, six, eight weeks, um, in early September as well. So we'll do that. Uh, currently, um, uh, Tony is, is, um, auditioning for Gibson and Sons, which is, uh, Kristen De Silva, uh, play, uh, his auditions are actually really early there, August 8th to 10th, um, which I, I believe this is going to be airing after that. Um, but, um, he's going to audition for that show. It's going to be our November show followed by Mark Crawford, Stag and Doe. So we've been wanting to do this one for actually quite a while, even actually before it was available to community theater. So we've been um, waiting on that one. So that will be our February slot. And then in the May slot, all things being great, we will be doing the old man in the old moon because we are, we are not giving up on that show. It was too special. And uh, the Meccano set is going to come out and the stage Excellent. will go back up and the sales will be borrowed from the, uh, the, the sailing clubs. And um, yeah, so we are excited about that. People are all still, you know, invested in it. Um, the Even the musicians, everybody, uh, the crew, the cast have all con- you know contacted me to say, yes, they still want to do this show. It's going to be a great show. So that is our that is our plan, and hopefully it it comes through. And we are looking at a hundred percent house, you know, opening the doors just like um, the other theaters have now. So we won't be having any restrictions that way unless the government steps in and tells us we must. Right. But uh, yeah, we want to basically think we're back. Excellent. Yeah. And Mariposa is back as well, Stacy. 
We are. So we are back with Rocky Horror Picture Show in November. So yeah, casting has taken place. Rehearsals, I believe, start next week. We tried to craft this upcoming season in a way that would sort of encourage everybody to come back. because There would be a gem for someone. So we're also doing Blive Spirit. We're doing Streetcar Named Desire. And then um, we're going to do a gala. We're calling it the 50 plus 2 anniversary gala because Mariposa Arts hit their 50th anniversary right smack dab in the middle of COVID. <laughs> so same with same with uh, you, um, Harmony Players. Yeah, we so we keep 60, yeah. 60, yeah. So we just keep adding a year onto its name, uh, but we think it's going to happen ne- next year. Uh, and it's going to be revisiting all the great moments from previous musicals. Wonderful. Well, I am very excited. I'm so glad that we're back. I mean, I, having worked with all three of these companies before, I, I love that we're all here and we're all back and we're all raring to go. And I'm sure our listeners uh, are in the same boat, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So anything else you uh, would like to let us know about before uh, we wrap this up? I just wanted to say one other thing. Some, I can't remember if it was Andre or, or Sue that you said that it made me sort of realize something new that happened was that we have never had so many new members to Mariposa Arts Theatre. So many new actors and new directors. And I think what's happened is that during the great lull, people have had the time to realize that creativity is important and that they need to seek it out. Uh, So that was one of the things that came out of it that we didn't expect. So we're really excited to see how this next season goes as we fold in all these new members and all these new actors and sort of breathe in a new life to everything. That's wonderful. Wonderful. Well, uh, thank you uh, for for joining me today. And um, uh, if people want to get in touch, uh, you all uh, all have websites, I'm sure. Uh, HeroniaPlayers.com.ca. HeroniaPlayers.ca, MariposaArtsTheater.com, and KempenfeltPlayers.com. Yeah. There we go. I'll put all that in the show notes so you can click through and there'll be lots of information about everything that these groups are doing. And uh, so um, you can join in on all the fun. All right. Thanks again for joining us. And uh, we will talk to you all soon. Thanks, Kevin. Kevin. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Stage Whispers is a podcast created by three Central Ontario friends who love live theatre. And we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at stagewhisperspodcast at gmail.com or message us through our Facebook page, on Twitter at Podcast Stage, or on Instagram at Stage Whispers Podcast. Listen to Stage Whispers on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find fine podcasts.